Hey, my name's Jen Kinnell, and I am obsessed with social media, building your business online, and supporting women entrepreneurs. I know that with the right strategy, mindset, and community, anything is possible. I will teach you all things social media, building your business online, keeping your mindset strong, standing out in a crowd, and how to create true connection with your audience. This is the Social Success Mindset Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Social Success Mindset Podcast. I am so excited for today's little chat that we're going to have because it is all about where social media is going to go in 2023. And so this is a little bit of my prediction based on what I've already been seeing, what's working, what's not working. So we're going to kick it off right away and dive right into it. Video content 100% is here to stay. I've said this so many, so many times, but it really is not going anywhere. We really want to make sure that we're starting to put way more emphasis on video content when it comes to how we are showing up in social media. And there's a couple of reasons why. Number one, your audience really does pay more attention when you put out a video onto your social media platform versus a static post. Our audiences nowadays are very pulled in many directions. They're constantly scrolling, constantly going through stories, swiping through, and we need to catch their attention immediately. With video content, we're able to actually do that way faster than a static post because a static post is just static. It doesn't grab at their attention. It doesn't like pull them in immediately unless it's this killer, amazing photo that they want to look at. But even then, it doesn't tell you anything. They have to go ahead and read the caption, which nowadays seems to be a little bit of a harder thing just to keep everybody's attention set in one place. So video content can do that really easily by one having a video element that's constantly shifting and moving around on the camera. But also we can add text onto it, text that appears and disappears. We can add transitions. It's very visually enticing, which is what makes it do so much better on social media than a static post. We always want to make sure that we are taking advantage of the hook, educate and invite method when we're using video content, because obviously we we want to hook them in the first three seconds to stop their scroll and get them to come in. So that hook has got to be like, learn X things in five seconds or learn how to do this. Like you want to make sure that you're really capturing their attention immediately. So you're stopping them from continuing that scroll and they want to know why, what's in it for them. So we want to hook them immediately. Then we obviously want to educate them. There's no point in hooking them if you're not going to actually tell them how to do something because they're never going to listen to your hook again. So we're going to educate them on whatever topic it is that we said we would. And then at the end, we want to invite them to work with us, to follow us, to leave a comment. We will always want to make sure that there's some sort of invite element. I know that the invite can feel a little bit salesy, which is why I would prefer to use the word invite. We're inviting them to join this journey with us, to be part of our community, to engage with us, to have that friendship. So always think of it as as an invitation to continue on with you in a fun way, not in a, hey, buy my product sort of way, but in a way that says, hey, come along with me. I'll teach you more. Let's chat. Message me. I'm totally open, welcoming, and would love to have you part of my community. So make sure we're always adding that invite into our content. So obviously, the number one way to use video content right now is Reels. 
I don't know if you're using Reels, but Reels are super, super powerful. Again, it allows us to capture our audience attention like super, super fast. So take advantage of Reels. Have some fun with them. I know for some of you, Reels are super, super intimidating, but everybody has to start somewhere. And I'm telling you, when I first started creating Reels, I was like, this is dumb. I'm standing in my kitchen and I am pointing in the air. There's no way I am dancing on this video camera is not happening. And if you look at my reels now, I have no problem pointing. I have no problem like displaying like Vanna White. And I actually love dancing on reels. I think it's so much fun to really showcase who I am and my personality rather than having this nightly, nicely tied up neat little box that I'm presenting to the world. Instead, I get to be me. And I think I'm embracing that a whole lot more. And I really want you to start embracing that in yourself and in your business. So have some fun with reels, play around with transitions because transitions definitely help visually make your reel a little bit more entertaining. You can do some, something just as simple as putting your hand up against the camera. That is super easy transition to do. You can do it fast. We just edit it. If you don't know how to make reels at all, I do have a reels training course, which will help you and make it super, super easy for you to get started. And then as you go progress, have fun, challenge yourself, see what other people are doing. How can you create what they're doing for your business in your own signature way? So it's time to get on reels. I don't care if you're doing it three times a week, once a week right now, I don't care. I just want you to get on it. I'm doing six times a week-ish, depending if I throw a carousel in there or not, but that's because that's my business. Being on social media is my business. So do what works best for you. If it's baby steps and it's once a week, then it's baby steps. If it's twice a month, baby steps. It's all about just getting your foot in the door and get going. And eventually you're going to start realizing that it's not as scary and awkward as it starts out to be. And it actually becomes more fun. And the benefit of it is it quickly allows your audience to get to know who you are way faster than if you just posted a static reel. Okay, so next is stories. Stories are definitely probably just as important, if not more important than reels. Because if you think about how you use Instagram, where's the first place you go? For me, I actually go to stories first. I go to stories first because I don't know, it's like your first hand, like it's a real live glimpse into people's lives and what they're doing. And it's a little bit even more authentic than reels are because reels you can stop and edit and erase and rewind. And same thing with stories, you can do that also. But I think we're a little bit more loose on stories where we're like, ah, good enough, post, right? There's no like actual real editing going on in there. And so stories is super important because that's where everybody's starting. I personally will start in stories and then I'll go down to the feed, which is always all reels now. But stories is super, super powerful. So I don't know how much you're using stories. Sometimes I even fall behind on my stories because I get so caught up in my day and doing work. And to be honest with you, being a social media manager isn't super glamorous. I start my day by like driving the kids to school. And then I come home, I eat my breakfast, and I go down to the office where I stay for most of the day until I come up for lunch. And then I go back down to the office and then I go pick up kids. So really it's like, what am I going to share that's exciting? Because this seems awfully boring. But there's so many little things within your day. Like just the other day, I posted that I'm switching social media scheduling apps from 
Planoly to Flick. I'm just going to test it out, see how it is. I'm getting DMs on this. This isn't like, this is not a big deal, but I'm like, well, I'm going to try this out. Let's see how it goes. People are curious about what you're using for scheduling apps. So just because it seems boring to you doesn't mean that your audience doesn't find it interesting. I've also posted where I'm batching reels before and shown like the chaos that ensues. Like there's always clothes everywhere. There's laptops, there's little like props, like coffee mugs, there's stuff everywhere and it's complete chaos. And thank goodness my husband is never home when I do it because he may have a complete meltdown at the disaster that it creates. But it's so interesting to see like how it's done. Like, did you know that I take five different outfits and then they end up being like in a pile of rubble as I run back and forth in front of a camera. Do you know that maybe you should have your camera in front of a window so you've got the best lighting ever? Like these are the little details that seem so simple to us because it's our business. It's what we're the expert in. But to our audience, it's really interesting and really informative. So take those things that you think are boring and see how you can like make them more incredible. It could be some, something as simple as every single day I wear Malvado slippers to my office and they're the coziest slippers I've ever worn. Especially in winter, they're the, called the Puff Daddies. I'm totally throwing a, a plug out to them because I really do love them. But that could be something that's incredible for a business owner who sits in an office all day to wear slippers that your feet are totally encased in is actually a really awesome thing. So it's just like little details that are interesting that people who work in an office also might be like, ooh, I really like those. It's not even related to my business whatsoever, except for the fact that I'm an off- I am sit in an office all day. So maybe my audience does too. It's just little details that are kind of interesting about our lives, little details about our work and what we do that are interesting. Get on stories and start sharing those things. It could also be interesting that you're watching certain TV shows and people will relate. The one thing I always talk about is plants. I always find that people post about plants like, oh, I'm killing this plant. What am I doing wrong? So many people can relate to plants. Either they are like huge plant experts and can give you tips or they're like, oh, me too. I can never get that. So stories is just about creating that relationship, that bond, that common relatable thread within your audience so that you can create more engagement with them, create more growth. And in the long run, it is going to create more revenue and profit for your business. Okay, that was really long tidbit all about stories, but this is one of my goals um, for 2023 is to really increase my story engagement and my story just being on it. So I think that this is a strong one for you guys to take part of. If you're going to do any video content, stories is the one that you're going to want to make sure you're on a lot. And then reels is where you're going to want to make sure you're showcasing your product and what you do and your knowledge and your expert status. Another one that I'm seeing that's doing super well is creating collaborative posts, which means you're going to pick an audience. I don't want you to pick just anybody. I want you to be very specific about who you're going to collaborate with. It needs to be somebody who has a very similar audience to you. You don't want to own like a social media platform and then pick someone who sells ice cream. Like there's no correlation between them. If I was a social media platform, I would want to collaborate with a scheduling app, right? Because our audience is the same people. They're very similar people. If you own a flip-flop boutique where you make these incredible flip-flops, you're going to want to partner with a swimwear line 
right? Because that way your audience is very similar. And then you guys, when you're collaborating together, can take advantage of each other's audiences. We also want to make sure that they're being in, that they're engaged on social media. We don't want to pick someone to collaborate who's not engaged and not willing to really put the effort in. So you want to make make sure you do a little bit of research and make sure that they fit your mold, but also that you guys speak the same language. That you're they're you're both on social media the same amount. That you're both going to truly benefit. It's got to be beneficial for both parties to do collaborative posts. And if you don't know what a collaborative post is, I probably should have started with this. But it is when you take your like let's say I post a photo photo or a reel and then I tag a other brand as a collaborator. You can add them and then it'll go to their post and their feed and say, would you like to collaborate with Jen Kittle? And they can say, yes, I'd like to collaborate, which means that once they say yes, they're going to collaborate, that same photo or reel is going to post on both of our pages, which means that we get to share the, the content, but also the comments also share. So it really helps our audience be able to engage with each other because we're able to comment on each other's posts and it just is all collaborative. So definitely think about how you can increase collaborative posts with your social media so that you can start seeing some major growth from them. Another one that I'm seeing a lot from right now is creating carousels. This kind of was like, a thing and then not a thing and now it's back to being a thing again and if you start looking through your social media it's interesting how many carousels are actually starting to pop up in my feed again we want to think about how we're using carousels so carousels are really really good for either showing um, your work if you're a photographer it's really good for that because you can show multiple images but if you're an educator like a social media manager or any type of business where you're educating your audience on your products or services it's really great because one, you can create this carousel with all your images or all your graphics that tell about your whatever content you're talking about. But we can make sure that the first cover image is like, this is what this post is all about. Here's why we're gonna try and grab their attention. But then carousel number two, the second image also needs to be equally just as like attention grabbing, get their content, get their attention and within the first three seconds. And I'm telling you this because the way social media is working right now is it will take a carousel post and it'll show you the very first image. And if you decide, oh, I don't want to read this right now, or I'll, I'll go back to this later, and you keep going on to the next posts and reels, the next time you come onto social media, it shows you carousel image number two. So again, it's giving you that like extra boost, like, hey, I saw you pass this last time, but you kind of lingered. So I'm showing it to you again. So whenever you're creating carousels, make sure that image number one and image number two are showstoppers, graphics, whatever it is that you're doing. We want to make sure that we're catching their attention in the first three seconds on image number one and image number two, because social media is going to show both of those. And then obviously the middle is like the education piece. We want to make sure that we've got whatever content, images, whatever you told them you'd educate them on in that middle piece. And always at the end, a invite hey, thanks for reading this, or if you want more, go ahead to my page, click the link in the bio. Whatever it is, I want you to invite them to follow you, to know more about you, to know who you are. So take advantage of carousels because they seem to be doing really well right now and they've come in and out so much that I think this is something that's definitely going to stick for 2023. I was also recently asked about engagement and engagement dropping off and 
it's just seems so hard to get engagement lately. And so I kind of wanted to pop this in there because engagement's never going to go away. This is always going to be a thing that helps the algorithm decide where you should like fit in, but also it's the way we communicate and create like relationships with our audiences. So engagement's a little bit of a hard one. Don't feel discouraged because it is a little bit of a frustrating thing, but also think about how you're using Instagram. Are you engaging as much as you used to? Are you replying to captions and writing comments? Because I know that even for myself, I have slowly like declined on that. I think that, and that's just, it's just natural. It's just the way that the, the everyone's using social media now. How can we create more engagement like that? So I like to really change up the thought of, oh, the algorithm isn't really helping me. Instead, if I'm going to do engagement and I want engagement, then I'm going to take some time out of my day and I'm going to go and engage with some brands, some businesses, some people that I really, really enjoy and that I want to create more of a relationship with. So I'm putting in the effort to try and grow my relationships, not my engagement, my relationships, because your relationships is what builds your business online. It's not your engagement. Your engagement definitely helps you with the algorithm, but it doesn't matter if you have all these people seeing your views and you've got no relationships built with them. People buy from people. They don't buy from algorithm engagement levels, right? They want to know who you are. They want to connect with you. They really want to be able to like be your friend. If you're going to want engagement, then I recommend that you start engaging because you want to because you want that friendship. That's what creates growth in your business. Now, if you do want to get strategic when it comes to growing your engagement, because yes, it does help. I do have a rule where I engage with businesses and people for five minutes for each of these. So for five minutes, I will engage with certain hashtags that my dream clients will use. This will kind of help you grow your reach a little bit more past who's already in your circle. So five minutes on hashtags for people that are Follow are my dream clients. Like, so I kind of have to be strategic on the hashtags that I'm using. And then I do five minutes on the people that are following me. This is strategic, but also a really great way for, to get me to start seeing who my audience is and start like engaging with them, creating relationships with them. So I look at who's currently following me and I check out their posts and I comment on their posts and then I check out their stories and I comment on their stories. It's a great way to, yes, it's strategic. You're creating engagement, but it's a really great way for you to actually like know who your people are. Who's following you? And sometimes it's nice to do that because there's a lot of people who silently follow you. So this is kind of like your nudge to get them to like, hey, I'm paying attention to you. I'd love to create a relationship with you. And then the last one is I just like to go through my feed for five minutes and go through and whatever pops up, I just go through and I comment and post on their feed because I think it's it's a nice thing. Like I said, it's nice to know who is following you. So that's my rule for engagement. It definitely helps. You can see it help when you do it. It does take time. I mean, it's five minutes times three different options. So 15 minutes. Plus, I like to do who I like, like with people that I like and I want to grow up relationships with. So let's say you're spending 20 minutes maybe 30 minutes a day. I know it's a lot to ask that because I feel like we're all so time crunched, but it really does make a big difference in your audience connecting with who you are. Okay, and then finally, I feel like I've touched on this all the way through, but I really want you to think about just being yourself. People do not want to see this perfectly prim, polished presentation of who you are anymore. 
that's boring. They want to see who you are. Like truly, they don't, they don't need to see you coming on every single day without makeup on and like your hair is disheveled. They don't need that. They just need to see you being silly, having fun, messing up your words. Stop editing every time you're like, oh, I stumbled and said that wrong. Laugh at yourself and continue on. You're going to start hating social media if you're constantly adjusting and editing. Just be you. And if you have, like, if you think you're like not funny and accidentally are funny, then showcase that. That is totally me. But like, just have some fun because people don't connect with polished they connect with real so I really want you to start being yourself and feeling comfortable with that as I started this podcast I said with reels I was like this is so awkward and weird and I feel so ridiculous be ridiculous because eventually it just starts to feel like it's you because when you feel ridiculous it's because you're on camera and doing it it's not because you're like ugh. This is so awkward. I'm not, this, I'm not being me. And if you're not being me, please, or stop. If you're not being you, please stop not being you. So did you see that stumble? I'm keeping that in. Have fun with it. Create content that is for your dream clients. This is a huge one also. Don't create content because, oh, well, this person did it and it worked so well for them. No, create content for the person that you want to work with. Create content that educates them, that helps them, that supports them. When you focus your content on your audience, they can actually start to relate themselves to your business. They can start to think, oh, that bag would be so useful if I had that. And I could put all this stuff in. Like she put her laptop in, she put her bag in, or she put her, her water bottle in there. How can you create some more content that is specifically for them? So I hope this was helpful. I am so excited to see what you guys create for 2023, your goals and your plans. I know I am busy creating all of my like, what's going to happen in 2023 ideas and I'm going to make them happen. And I'm so excited to see you guys make yours happen. Let me know what you want to hear more of in the podcast because I'd love to create content specifically for you. Um, but until then, have a wonderful day and thank you so much for joining me on the Social Success Mindset Podcast. If you want more information, please go to my website, click the free workbook that you can give that'll really help you create the content for that dream client of yours and let's make 2023 incredible together.